This podcast has bad words. <laughs> Howdy, what's your name? Hi, I'm Belle. What is it? Belle. Hey, Belle. How are you? Outstanding. Awesome. How are you Thank doing? Thank you so much for coming. I was so excited to come tonight. Hey, I keep telling everyone, as long as you all show up, like so will we. So thank you. So late last year, I was sick at home and I watched your documentary on Netflix and I started listening to your podcasts and that's led me on an amazing journey, very scary at times, but fantastic. And uh, I've been, I chat to this guy in my local coffee shop a lot before work. It's Mark. Oh, wow. We've only just realised tonight. Oh, wow. So I'm a 37-year-old divorcee that works for a telco, so you guys really resonated with me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so this, this type of thing happens in Radelaide. You know, it's a thing. Yeah. My that is question, cool. My question tonight is about values and about balance. Mm. So I'm a trail runner, so I spend a lot of time working on cultivating my passion and running. And... Um, I try and volunteer in the running community and at my daughter's school. And then I try and maintain a relationship and be a good employee and a good mother and a good daughter and da 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 And I find it hard to strike a balance. Something's always giving. And I'd really love some tips on how to strike a better balance with all my values. How can I get 28 hours in a day, right? Yeah. Uh, story of my life, right? I, I, especially back in the corporate world. I mean, I, honestly, I think 40 hours a day wouldn't have done it. I would have figured out a way to quickly fill up those 40 hours, right? Uh, the thing you were talking about meeting Mark uh, a second ago, that's one of the things I didn't realize I was passionate about until we started doing this thing. It was one way to contribute is to connect people. And the reason I bring that up, I'll get to that in a second, but I found that when we make these connections, it frees up our time in this, this like, it's almost like in, implementing quantum physics into our day. When we start bringing in the appropriate relationships into our lives, I realize that these connections yield other connections, and it's like this, this ripple effect. The thing I was talking about earlier with, with the, being a voice and then, then the echo, you know, a similar metaphor, be throwing the stone into the water, and all of a sudden you've got, you've got these ripples. And that's what I focus on now. You know, it's funny, we, I, I was at this uh, uh, birthday party for uh, one of Ella's friends. He was, he was turning four, and we were out at this like, restaurant. And I had this couple come up to me, uh, we were in Missoula, Montana, and uh, they said, hey, we both met because we were in the same coffee shop together, both reading your book, Everything That Remains, and now we're getting married. And, and it's like these accidental connections that happen. They didn't even live in the same city. Um, they ha- both happened to be visiting this, this uh, city, St. Louis, and they were just there, and they met. And if it weren't for that, that one little stone being thrown, none of those ripples would happen. And all of these amazing things happen when we start to connect with people. That said, we also sometimes make the wrong connections, or sometimes we hold on to the wrong connections. And sometimes connections can just mean commitments. We're connected or tethered to a job. We are connected or tethered to a hobby. We're connected or tethered to the past. And in order to untether, we we have to start to let go of some of the things that are no longer moving us in the direction in which we want to move. And so if I were you, um, in our first book, uh, Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life, uh, I, I would encourage, in fact, I'd, 
I don't want to feel like I'm selling you a copy. I'd love to give you one. Um, I don't have any personally, but Jess, if we could buy her one, um, I would really appreciate that. I know we've got some out there. I really don't want to feel like I'm selling you a book. Um, I'd be happy to, to give you one. Um, we talk about anchors. And I when Ryan and I first, first found this minimalism thing, I realized I had every day was so full. And no matter what I did, it would never become less full because it's like a glass that's overflowing. You pour a little bit out, if you, but if you're continuing to dump just gallons of water into that glass, it's always going to be full. And you're always going to find a way to fill it. And part of the reason why I was always finding a way to fill that glass is because I had all these anchors. Ryan and I made these lists early on. Like, what are the anchors in my life? Big, small, medium, whatever. Debt can be an anchor. And then I can break those out. Maybe my car payment or this credit card, this credit card, this bill, this bill, this huge house with the huge mortgage. What are these anchors? The location in which I lived for me was an anchor. The neighborhood I was in was an anchor. There were all these different anchors. There were relationships in my life that, that took up 90% of my relationship time which made me forsake the things that were truly, the relationships that were truly important to me. These were anchors, and they were in the way. And the only, and, and it's weird, because we use that term anchor as a compliment. You meet someone, and you say, wow, Ryan, you're such an anchored person. But now you say that to me, that shit's an insult. <laughs> because what does an anchor do? Oh, thank you, Jess. Appreciate that. Um, an anchor keeps a ship at bay. It, it keep, and what's a ship supposed to do? It's supposed to be out at sea. But if you have all these anchors, you're just going to stay there, sort of floating and never going where you're meant to go. And so I think you've got to find out what your anchors are. I found 83, by the way, when I made that list. 83 anchors. And I said, okay, I'm not going to be able to get rid of all of these, especially not get rid of all of them immediately. But what are the ones I can start to get rid of now? And over the course of the next year, the vast majority of them were gone. And all of a sudden, I was able to start going in the direction that I wanted to go. Um, when, when we moved to Montana um, a little over five years ago, we uh, moved to this small town called Phillipsburg. And I met uh, someone there who... She had like written a poetry book, um, had self-published it. She was really excited about it. Um, and she was talking to me about how she wanted to write more and publish more. Um, she also wanted to paint more. She also wanted to act more. She also wanted to sing more. And she had these things that she was like, man, she's like, you're someone, like you've been able to take your art and you've been able to make a living from it. How do I do that? And I was like, you have to choose one of those things you just listed off to me. And she was like, oh, I don't want to choose. Like, I can't let any of that stuff go. And God love her. Uh, she struggled for many years after that conversation. She eventually got to a point where she is now, uh, she's living in Oregon. And she's got a really cool job. Like, she um, works for... Uh, like a bar venue type area. She will bring in poets. She will MC. So she kind of runs this whole like pro poetry slam thing, slam thing that goes on. Um, and, and she was able to like finally choose something. I really, I really wish like I could have found the magic words to tell her, like to, to save her the, you know, the four or five years of like the moving from house to house and 
totaling her car and not being able to afford another car. I mean, just all the pain I saw her go through. Um, I'm sure she thinks it was worth it very, very much. Uh, she's very happy right now. But, but what I'm getting at is, is that, you've, yes, you loved running. You have a different life now. And I'm not saying you have to choose running or your, or your family or anything like that, but you do have to make different choices now. Um, John, the guy who uh, brought us here to the venue, we were telling him about. I was like, "Man, you ever heard of Africola, man? Like, it was so like he he was like, "Yeah, I love. It. I've heard of that place. I, I hear it's really good. and People love it." He's like, "But I haven't been yet, man." He's like, "I, uh, I've, I've got a wife. We've got kids, man, and and you know we don't get to go out as much." And do you think John's like, "And I can't stand it that I have kids and a wife, and I can't go to Africola." Of course not. Like he under he he would much rather be at home with his family. He is prioritizing his priorities. So write down what your priorities are and prioritize those, but you do have to make decisions on what you are going to prioritize. I think with Josh's recommendation on figuring out what anchors you have and getting rid of as many anchors as possible, you might be able to put some more uh, things on that list that you can focus on. Um, Honestly, I would keep that list. I want to encourage you to keep that list as short as possible, though. Thanks for the question. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we got time for one more, I believe. Oh, we're actually over, but yeah, I already committed to one more. Um, we're I, sorry, I to respectful else. of your time, but but is it okay with y'all if we we do one more? Okay, beautiful. G'day, guys. How you going? Outstanding. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. Are you hot under those lights? Sweating so much. I know how it feels. It's not fun. Do you want to come up here and... Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a quick question. Uh, how do you find balance between your family life and touring, doing the podcasts and all the media production? So, so, so when it comes to balance, I, I really think that... The, I think minimalism, in a way, is the balance. We were talking about this earlier. We, 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 just, we said that you have a hoarder on one side and the ascetic on other, or the crazy guy crossing the street naked. Um, and minimalism is closer to the naked guy, um, but it's still somewhere in the middle. It's, it's balance. And, and I think balance is also different for each person. In fact, it's different for me and Ryan. Ryan likes to be uh, relatively busier than I am, but it's not busy for him at all. And so I think the way that I, that I, I stay balanced is I avoid busy work. In fact, in my corporate days, that, that word busy, it was, it was a status symbol. Someone walked up to you and they said, oh, how's it going? Oh, it's great. I'm just real busy right now. Oh, what's going on in your life? Oh, I'm just busy, 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 busy. You know what that tells me? My life was out of control. When I was saying busy, all I was really saying is my life is totally out of control and I don't know how to regain control of my time. Or, in your words, I don't have any balance in my life at all, right? And so because my life was out of control and I eventually was able to take that back, busy has become the worst four-letter word in the English language. It is a curse word to me. So I avoid being busy, and I instead focus on being focused. And, and what I mean by that is, Ryan was talking about priorities a moment ago. I say no to virtually everything 
so I can say yes to the things that are most important. And so it's less about finding a balance and more so about saying yes to the important things. And that forces me to say no to just about everything else. But even I screw up. Last year, I started saying yes to some really awesome opportunities. I said yes to one thing, and it was a really good opportunity. And the next thing came along was, yeah, that's a great opportunity. And I said yes to this, and yes to this, and yes to this. And all of a sudden, for the first time in seven years, I became busy. And I was like, wait a minute. Why am I, why am I doing this? My life's out of control. And so I had to start getting good at saying no again. Because I was saying yes to things that all made sense individually. Any one of those things, like, yeah, of course I want to do that. That's a great opportunity to do that interview on this big program or whatever. But when they started piling up, I realized I was accidentally saying no to the people and the creations that were most important. And it's because I want to say yes to the people who are most important and to creating things that I find are meaningful, I had to say no to things that are otherwise pretty awesome. You know, for me, it is, it is so important that the people around me that are closest to me, that I treat them as well as I can. And I go way out of my way to do that. On a daily basis, I am asking myself, like, how have I shown just one person who really means a lot to me how have I shown them today that I love them? How have I shown Mariah today that I really, really love and appreciate her? And I, I think that um, it really helps me to stay focused on other people's needs. To Josh's point, like I screw up all the time. You can ask Mariah. I screw up all the time. But I screw up less and less than I did you know, 10 years ago. And I hope 10 years from now I'm screwing up less and less. Um, Right now, uh, like uh, Josh's partner, she will meet us in, in Melbourne, and uh, Mariah has, has uh, it's been fortunate enough we could have her on tour with us. Um, so there are commitments that uh, personally I won't do now unless I can bring my partner with me. That's and, that's, and that's me saying, uh, yes, and. And uh, so there are certain boundaries that I think I've set up that help me Keep a balance. But, dude, I fight the balance. Every day I wake up and I'm like, Ryan, today, don't be a shithead, man. <laughs> like, just make it through today without doing one shithead thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of days I succeed, but some days I don't, man. And I don't beat myself up over it. Yeah. So I think if you make some good rules and try not to be a shithead, you're going to be all right, man. Cool. Cheers, guys. Sean, I think we found my new favorite minimal maxim. Make up some rules and try not to be a shithead and you'll be okay. Actually, just try not to be a shithead and you'll be okay. That's pithy. The Minimalists.